ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new season of the Talking to the Law Benfica podcast. This is the ninth Benfica season that we'll be covering. Uh, as you know, uh, one of the longest uh, running podcasts about Benfica, Benfica podcast. Here we are tonight, getting ready to start another season. My name is Alfredo Fumasic. With me, Cristiano Oliveira. Diz olá, senhores. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dave, Alfredo, glad to be back for... What is here ninth season as you just uh as you just uh, mentioned a few seconds ago um couldn't be any happier to be down here yes and uh, also with us up north dave de Oliveira. what's going on mr dave de Oliveira? good to be back summer vacations uh went fast but uh always good to be back on here tonight to uh talk some fika That's right. So uh, on the agenda today for us to talk about, uh, we got plenty. Most of it is going to be uh, touching up with the with the offseason, but we'll also talk about uh, preseason, who's at camp, the ins, the outs. Uh, also, the league has released uh, the schedule for the season. We will t- take a look, a brief look at that, and uh, take a look at uh, what Bifika got uh, going on for the upcoming season and we will be discussing it uh, all on tonight's podcast it's number 327 that's what we're serving up tonight so as i mentioned ins and outs preseason preseason schedule regular season schedule we're here to give you all the latest news on uh Befica. so uh let's start with uh let's start with the with the ins and and outs right because uh that's really where it starts so be, before even Uh, Benfica started um, uh, their preseason. There was a, a couple ins and, and outs, and, and I will uh, read over the, the names, and then, I'll, Dave, I'll let you do your your work uh, by giving us some stats on on these guys. Uh, so the ins so far, uh, Chiquinho, which Benfica uh, repurchased from Mureirense. Uh, he's a midfielder, and Dave will get into that. Caio Lucas uh, came from uh, the Middle East, Uh Kadish Johar Johar Kadish came from Stubal and Raul de Tomash, uh, which came from uh, Rayo Vallecano, but he was really a Real Madrid uh, product. Uh, Dave, let's start with the ends, man. What do you got on these guys? Yeah, so I guess we'll start with uh, Raul de, de Tomash. Uh, he's been our biggest uh, signing this uh, offseason, uh, like you said, coming over from uh, Rayo uh, Vallecano where he made uh, 65 appearances over the last two years on loan from uh, Real Madrid. And he uh, scored 38 goals. So this is a, a striker that uh, we've signed for $20 million, big transfer fee. But he, uh, we, he also has the $100 million buyout clause uh, attached to uh, to him. So trying to uh, protect this property so that the uh, big sharks don't come around and uh, poach him from us. Yeah, let me before you get onto the other guys. Let me ask a uh, Cristiano a quick question on Raul de Tomas, which is which is something that obviously everybody is uh, talking about the the very high, uh, $20 million, dollar, uh, $20 million euro, I should say that Benfica paid for him. Uh, this is a value that's 
probably never before seen. I mean, we had heard of uh, of Pizzi, uh, who was up there. We had heard of, about the whole Jimenez. But, you know, how much do you think this is an effect of Benfica having sold uh, Juan Felix for 120? <laughs> I mean, that that is the million-dollar question, right? I mean, you, you do hear the rumors that um, due to Benfica's bad relations with Real Madrid, they kind of had to uh, ante up the, the the price here and had to, to you know pay a little bit extra than than he probably would have cost on, on the open market. Obviously, taking into consideration that Benfica just got 126 mil or 120 at least from uh, the João Felix deal. Teams know that Benfica has money, so um, it's another one of those uh, bargaining chips that that other clubs could use against Benfica. And uh, so it's look, it's the price of doing business in today's world. Um, I'm 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 not too convinced. I mean, I, it's how do I put it, man? I'm not too happy about Benfica paying 20 million what? euros for a 24 year old. Um, I kind of have my questions regarding that. But look, if he comes in and and he hits on all cylinders and he he produces from from day one and he's able to score some goals and help Benfica to some key victories, I think uh, by the end of the season. Uh, we'll all have forgotten about the price tag. Let me ask you this real quick. Uh, so, uh, yes, th this is a value that we had never seen Benfica uh, spend before. But how much do you think was really that Benfica was really on to this player and this was a player that Benfica really needed to have? And as a result, they didn't uh, pass up on the 20 million. Look, Regardless of of the relationship with uh, Real, look, I think I think it shows you what Benfica thought about him. Obviously, they were able, uh, not able to, but they went ahead and paid twenty million dollars for uh, twenty million euros for a twenty four year old striker that they believe uh, that he could perform in Portugal and help them out um, and improve their their you know what they've done in in European competitions over the last couple of seasons. So I think I think that Benfica wanted the guy badly because you know otherwise I, I don't think they would have paid twenty million euros for a twenty four year old. Um, Benfica must have been watching this kid for a while, at least as a Benfica. So that's that's what I'm hoping that they that they had a little bit more on this guy, and they they've been scouting him for a while. It was more one of those, you know, one of those uh, George Men's deals that we, you know, <laughs> we hear about uh, lately. Uh, hopefully, you know, there's a lot uh, more behind the 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 the, the signing of a. Uh, Raul de Tomas, and look, he's a quality player, scored 14 goals in La Liga's last place uh, club. Um, I did speak to some people with knowledge of uh, of his, uh, uh, you know, day in and day out activities at, at Rayo Vallecano, people that watch him play all the time, and they said, look, he's a quality striker. Um, he's going to be able to perform in Portugal from day one. I just don't think he's going to be that superstar that, you know, you guys are anticipating. Because when Benfica pays 20 million euros for a guy, you want the guy to come in right away Obviously. and uh, and perform from day one. Now, I was told that he can score the most wonderful of goals and then he will miss an open letter, which which is very <laughs> frustrating. So, I mean, uh, right now it's it's just a matter of watching him play at Benfica with the rest of his teammates and hopefully he's able to perform. And, and uh, you know, a lot of those open nets, hopefully uh, he doesn't shank too many of those. So what you're saying is like a Raul Jimenez V2. Uh, version two. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think he he's got a little bit better technique uh, than a Raul Jimenez. I'm not sure he's got the same work ethic that Raul Jimenez does. But look, it's still early. Um, I'd be lying to you if I, if I was to sit here and tell you I knew everything about the player, which I don't. Very anxious to watch him play. Um, and look, right now he's wearing the the Monte Sagrado. 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 So you got to support him. And that's it. I got to support him. And hopefully he comes in and he's he's phenomenal from day one. Uh. 
just I'm just a little bit. You know, who's skeptical? I'm, I'm, you're, I'm, you're, I'm, you're, I'm not a fan of paying 20 million euros for a club like Benfica. But the jury's still out. But you haven't seen enough of him. He's 24 years old, guys. That that's what you know. That's what concerns me. If it was a 20 year old, I would have been I would have been all up for it. Well, because I but think 24, he's still not at the at the peak of his career. Yeah, but 24 years old and he's playing in La Liga. I'd like to think if he was all that great. Other sharks would have, or other teams with more money would have come, you know, would have come from earlier, and he would have been out. That's yeah. why. That's my concern. I mean, well, it, due to the fact that no one else, uh, it was really. Show, I mean, I haven't heard of other teams showing too much. Interest. Look, I don't want to sit here and bash the guy. Okay, I'm just. Yeah, I just don't like the price tag for a 24 old. That's it. Doesn't mean that he's not a phenomenal player. We'll we'll see. Like I said, I don't know much about him. I'm just being, you know. Cautiously honest, optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic. And again, it's it's more of the 24-year-old and 20 million price tag. That's where my concern is. Um, but if he comes in and scores 25 goals, helps, helps Benfica to, to, to number 38, I'll, I'll be I'll be all right with the price tag. Let's hope he's not another Javier Balboa, at least. Dave, who you got nice. next? Uh let's talk about uh Caio Lucas, uh 25-year-old Brazilian winger. Uh, I spent the last three seasons, like you said, out in the uh, United Arab Emirates where uh, he scored 23 goals in uh, 62 appearance and he comes in on a free transfer. So we don't have to worry about uh, no 20 million dollar, 20 million euro transfer tag associated with them. Uh, free transfer for uh, Kyle Lukic. Yeah, uh, Cristiano, 33 goals on 62 appearances. Uh, to be honest with you, that that's almost that's half a goal uh, per game. <laughs> How much do you know about this guy? Because I really don't know much about him. Is, is is it um you know 33 goals against Liga Portugal Liga Portugal caliber monkeys or is, is it monkeys monkeys or like real first class monkeys? <laughs> I mean, look, he, he's gonna come in. He's he's he's. I think I think he'll adapt. Uh, obviously, being Brazilian, it's a lot easier to adapt to the Portuguese culture as we've seen in in years past with other players. Um, I think he's going to get some minutes at Benfica. I'm just not sure how much he adds to Benfica because of all the options that Benfica currently has on the roster. Dave, who you got next? Uh, Khadij, uh, striker, uh, Venezuelan striker, 23 years old, uh, who uh, played on in Stubal last season, made 35 appearances, and scored 10 goals. Uh, he comes with a three million dollar or three million euro, sorry, transfer uh, fee. But uh, here's a striker that has played in the uh, Liga Noish last season. John Der Kadish. Sorry, I, I, I butchered his uh, his first name uh, initially. And Cristiano, that's a theme here on the podcast. He scored. He scored one third of a goal per game. <laughs> no, no, don't don't say that. He look, showed flashes last year. He did show flashes look, last year. I'm not sure. Look, I, I do you do I, any of you guys? Be honest. You think he's gonna be? No. You think he's gonna stay on the roster? You think he'll be a, a you know an option for next season? Or you think this is a player that Benfica will be loaning out? Um, in, in I, the next few weeks, I absolutely think I don't think he has uh, a spot on the roster, especially when Benfica is looking for another forward, as we'll talk in a little bit uh, ahead uh, in this podcast. I just personally, I I really don't think this kid is uh, is Benfica caliber, to be honest with you. But then again, I haven't seen him much uh, last year at Stubal. As Cristiano mentioned, some flashes. He did. He showed but, flashes. But that's that's about it. But for a team like Stubal, if you're a dominant player. You're definitely no Diego Souza. Yeah, but he might not be, you know, due to the fact that his teammates aren't, you know, or are, are, are like, uh, you know, our good friend here likes to put up Mancus. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe they make him look as good as he probably will be in a Benfica roster with PZ and, and, and you know, the guys behind him serving him up. I, I do think that there's a player there. I'm not sure 
uh, if he's ready at this point. But um, I, I do think he's an interesting prospect going for now. What is he, 23? 23. Yeah, he's 23, so he's not, not exactly a prospect, but not old, not old by any stretch of the imagination. I do think that he uh, he might he might, he might be of some service uh, down the line. Yeah, Dave, uh, who was, uh, who's the last one? Uh, before we go any further, I just, the problem – I have more of a problem with them spending, uh, getting five guys at three million. Where these monkuj per se, right? Where they're never gonna have a chance to make the the roster than I do of them going out and spending a twenty million on uh, on a Raul de Tomas, right? So we've seen this in the past where they go and the buy these uh, players from the smaller teams in Portugal. They spend three to five million dollars, and this uh, all adds up where they could have save the money, uh, put it towards a, a single player or use it towards uh, paying off the debt. So I have more of an issue with them spending the three and five million dollars here uh, compared to 20 million dollars on a yeah. proven striker. Dave, I'm OK with going and getting a guy for three to four to five mil at the smaller clubs in Portugal. If your intention really is to develop them, loan them out or whatever it is, but obviously to, to use them at some point. Maybe like this guy that got these, maybe he's not ready. Maybe he's a year away. Um, I'm okay with that, right? Because at some point he's going to uh to to perform and he's going to to obviously bring many won't. happiness uh to Benficistas. My question, my, my problem with it is when they sign these guys, the Patrick Vieiras, the Ucras of the world, and they they have zero intentions of ever playing these guys of you know these guys even being on a preseason tour with them to, to actually have have a real legitimate shot at making the roster. That's the problem I have with these smaller buys. Now, if they're, you know, maybe a year away and, you know, we could develop them at some point and they have real intention behind them all for it. It's the other guys that will never put on a Benfica shirt. That's the problem. And I agree with you on that part. If you if, if that's the same idea behind what you just said, Dave. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. it's difficult. Yes, I do understand the concept behind a 23-year-old and you, you, you're peanuts for him and you hope that the lottery peanuts. ticket... The lottery. Well, it's not peanuts, but uh, oh, peanuts. You know. I thought it was peanuts. <laughs> I thought, I thought, uh, it's it's definitely a lottery ticket that you hope you hope you get straight in box on. You get the cash uh, out on. But it. uh, but other than that, we, we shall see. Dave, uh, a guy that deserves no introduction is uh, is the last guy you're going to talk about. Yeah, Shakingo. So this is a, a player that can uh, fit in that mold. We bought him last year from uh, Academica, and then we uh, shipped him back out to uh, Morinis, uh he was a part of the Alpha Semedo deal, so uh, he made 34 appearances uh, for them and uh, scored eight goals, and uh, we brought him back in for uh, 3.7 million euros. Three, there you go, 3.75 million for a guy that has already proven that he could play in this league. Whether or not he could play at the level of Benfica or even at the European level is yet to be seen, but he's a guy that even at a Muradense team, which did quite well this past year, was a guy that was one of their best players. Yeah, you could tell that this guy will have no problem playing in Portugal. Obviously, adaptation is going to be easy for him. Um, no questions there. I actually believe in out of the four guys you mentioned, he's the one that I'm most confident in that will come in and add something to the team right now. He Obviously, I don't think he's going to be a starter but he's a guy that come off the bench replace other guys to give guys breathers um can start games and i think i'm very excited to see him going forward um 
you know, obviously now you have to wait and see, see what happens. But out of, out of the four guys, he's the one that I'm actually most confident in and coming in and helping Benfica from, from day one. Yeah, so out of those four guys, Benfica is looking to get a couple more, uh, one of them being the forward, as I mentioned. Be more than a couple. Uh, and, uh, and another one being a goalkeeper. So uh, one of Cristiano's favorite goalkeepers, uh, Pedin, apparently Benfica is, uh, is showing interest in but, him. Well, but, uh, look, man, these rumors and Alfredo, Going back to what five years ago, when the first time I was on a podcast here, there was rumors of Matia Perina. I was extremely excited about Benfica's been linked to this guy for for God knows how long now. I hope that finally there is some truth behind this. Um, you know, unfortunately, he had some ACL problems. I think he's torn his uh, his ligaments in his knee for t uh, twice already. Uh, but nonetheless, when he's when he's healthy and he's in shape, he's a phenomenal goalkeeper. And I think any team in Portugal will be lucky to have him. I just hope that these reports and these rumors that that are coming out that Benfica have started negotiations with Juventus to to acquire him. I hope that the, you know that that there is some truth behind that. Yeah, absolutely. On the outs, I'll run through the list real quick, uh, and I'll mention a couple guys. Uh, Corsia, for example, uh, his loan came to an end and Benfica uh, decided not to uh, activate his, his, uh, his release clause or whatever it is. Yuri Ribeiro uh, has transferred over to Nottingham, Nottingham Forest. Uh, well, Varela has remained at Ajax. Uh, Diogo Gonçalves is on loan at Famalicão. Krovinovic loaned to West Brom. I think this is going to be an exceptional move for Krovinovic playing in the Premier League. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, look, you don't think the, so? The one thing we criticize Krovinovic, the, 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 you know, his doubters last year, the, 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 you know, the one criticism of, of Krovinovic was that he was too slow. Um, very indecisive with the ball. I'm not sure about going over to the EPO, a league that is known for their pace and their physicality. If this is the best thing, obviously, if he gets through it, it'll be it'll be tremendous for him. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm really hoping that he that he is over his knee injury. Yeah, West Brom is in the championship, though they're not in the uh, Premier still, League. Either way, either way, still a very fast-paced league. The championship, obviously, not the same caliber of talent uh, and football, but, play, but, but, but it's just as physical, if not more, more and, physical and very fast-paced. <laughs> so, Alpha Smith. Look, if he gets through it, if he gets through it, it'll be it'll be phenomenal for him. I'm pretty sure for his confidence and and going forward for Benfica as well. Yeah, Alpha Smith also to uh, Nottingham Forest, and he's going on on loan. And the other guy that I gotta uh, be honest, go I, gotta, I gotta be honest here. I I, I really be honest. I, I thought he, I you know, he wasn't lighting, you know. Wasn't lighting this, the, the, this, you know, what, what, how do you say? It wasn't lighting the world on fire at, at Espanol. But I thought that with Bruno Lage, I thought he would have an opportunity at least to do the preseason with Benfica. I thought he was going to have a bigger role on this team under Bruno Lage because, look, he's not a phenomenal player, but he's a good player. The guy could defend, he could attack. I thought under Bruno Lage, I thought he'd be able to, to you know, stretch his wings and he'd be able to, to stretch to his wings yeah you know he'd be able to <laughs> cover a little bit more to feel i i I, just, I was surprised by this i was really surprised yeah, by but, this move. Uh, well you also got to think is uh who we have and no, i understand that, that, that center midfield look, position is stacked but according to again we don't know but we've been hearing about rumors of fejia leaving for a while you have florentino you have John, samadhi jetson but but Justin doesn't play that defensive, that holding. It's Florentino and Samadhi. But, but considering the system you have that we played, you, yeah, I know. But but again, I think look as as you guys heard me on last year's podcast. I think I, I think the world of Florentino. I think he's exceptional. 
at, at, at you know getting the passing lanes and recovering the ball. The guy's attractive, doesn't stop. But I, I do think that he has his limits going forward, right? I think with the ball at his feet, he's very limited. I think Alpha is way better than him going forward, at least with the ball. So that it gives you a different look. It gives you another, you know, alternative for another guy to be in the midfield that could actually attack and go forward and could defend a little bit as well. I just again. I'm surprised that yeah, he didn't já tens lá o Jetson, já tens lá o Samaris. All I'm saying, I, I'm personally, not saying he I, should never, stay. The guy never impressed me. Listen to what I'm saying. Let, let's pay attention. To what I, I'm surprised he didn't get a bigger look in preseason. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that he deserves to stay. I'm just surprised that due to, 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 to his ability with the ball at his feet, right? I'm surprised that that lies in the side. I don't think he has that to, much ability, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, and also, uh, we don't know yet. This hasn't been confirmed, but apparently it's, it looks like Janish uh, is going to hang it up, which uh, sadly is in a sad moment. But uh, thankfully, he didn't end up released by the club and somewhere in China just withering away or in the Middle East. Obviously, he was going to do well, but he was going to have a lot of physical uh, issues. But uh, I, I think from what we hear uh, is Janish is going to decide to hang up the boot. Uh, his boot, not just one boot, boots. both boots. And he's going to be tied into uh, to Benfica. Uh, and apparently he's going to be the ambassador in Brazil for Benfica. Yeah, it's a sad day. It's a sad day. This is one of the three best players I've ever seen play at Benfica in my lifetime. Um, right alongside Simão Sobrosa and João Vieira Pinto. I think, you don't get me Rico. Rico is phenomenal in Fiorentina. Come on, Aymar wasn't all that at Benfica as well. He, he showed flashes. He's tremendous on the ball, but we're talking about guys that produced, put up numbers. João Vieira Pinto, unfortunately, was there through the whole Vietnam era, but he was a phenomenal player. You know, Simão Sobrosa comes back, Benfica wins their first title in 11 years. Those guys performed. They played well. They put fans in the, in the, in, in the seats. They scored big goals. They brought championships to the club. Those guys, to me, are at a different level than everybody else that played, at least in my time at Benfica, excluding the, you know, the Ventus and those guys. I mean, that's yeah. when I was a baby. Let's just go. When I started watching soccer, um, it, this guy is up there with, 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 you know, with the best of them. Yeah, we're not going to uh, get too much into the Juan Felix deal. I think that uh, enough ink has been printed on the Juan Felix deal. Everybody knows it. Uh, I'm sad that Juan Felix didn't spend another year at uh, at Benfica, but uh, I wish him the best of luck. Just don't don't come back and score on Benfica. But uh, now that he's an Atletico player, I think that if, if I watch Atletico play, I still uh, cheer for him. Uh, but now he's uh, he's gone over to the other side, so not much we could say about that. He did uh, say today in his press conference he hopes to, to to you know get Benfica in the Champions League. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to come back to the loose play uh, against Benfica. Yeah. Um, also, Andre Almeida and Florentino Luis renewed their contracts until 2024. Uh, Florentino with uh, with an astronomical release clause. Uh, so uh, that's it as far as ins and outs, and even the renewals. Uh, now uh, let's look at, look at uh, who's at camp. If he could started uh, uh, on the way, what uh, the first of July was the first year of uh, the first season, the first day. Of uh, of preseason with the the customary medical exams, uh, then we had uh, a practice. One of the first practices was uh, open uh, to uh, to the pub to uh, the media. 
uh, was actually broadcast by BTV. Then on Saturday, uh, we got to see if you got up uh, early in the morning here in the East Coast of the U.S., 530 in the morning, uh, you we got to see uh, if you could practicing uh, live. So I'll give you a, a quick list of uh, who's at camp. Uh, goalkeepers, uh, Svilar, Flaco Dimas, and Zlobin. Uh, there's also been a couple uh, a couple uh, B team goalies that have that have come in and uh, have worked out with the team. One of them was being uh, Dylan De Silva, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right backs Andre Almeida and Tyrone Ebui. Uh Looks like he's uh, he's fully fit. He did have a stomach problem on one of the sessions. Uh, actually, uh, on Saturday he didn't practice, but he he's back with the team. Center backs Jardel, uh, Ruben Diaz, Ferro, Conti. And Pedro Alvo, Pedro Alvaro, and uh, Dave will talk a little bit about the guys that came from the B team. Pedro Alvo being one of them. A left backs Grimaldo and Nun Tavares is another player from uh, the B team. Midfielders face a Gabriel Jetson. Uh, Jetson's actually not with the team uh, because he's recuperating from a fracture on one of his toes, if I'm not mistaken. Samaris, Chiquinho, Florentino, um, Dantes, Pizzi. David Tavares and Nun Sanch, uh, these two lasts uh, from the B team. Uh, wingers, Salvio, Caio, Lucas, Rafa, Jota, and Servi. Forwards, Raul de Tomas, Seferovic, and Cadiz. Uh, Dave, tell, tell us a little bit about these uh, these players that got promoted, or, or not promoted, but were brought to uh, preseason camp to, to work out with the team and uh, be under closer observation by Laj. Yeah, so uh, starting with Nuno Tavares at the back, uh, Line. He's a left back. Uh, from what I've been reading, he is a potential uh, replacement for Grimaldo if Grimaldo uh, does decide to leave this offseason here. Uh, he made 13 appearances for the uh, B t Benfica B team, and he also played uh, with the under-23 squad as well. So uh, he's a, a young player uh, at the left back position. Uh, Pedro Alvaro, uh, again, center back, made 10 uh, appearances for the B team. Uh, and then we go to the midfielder where we got Nuno Santos, who's uh, more of an attacking midfielder uh, who made 32 appearances and uh, scored eight goals for the B team last season. Uh, Tiago Dantes, uh, another midfielder, 22 uh, appearances and uh, two goals scored. And uh, David Tavares, uh, another attacking midfielder who made eight appearances for the B team last season. Cristiano, looking at these uh, names, who are you most excited about? That opt. <laughs> was that an option? No. No, that was not an option. I, I, I figured that wasn't an option. You got uh, uh, Nun Tavares, Pedro Alvaro, Nun Santos, Tiago Dantes, David Tavares. I mean, look, the Tavares guys, it's at a position that Bifica has been looking to strengthen for years now. Um, he, left back? He, either one, no, right back as well, right? Isn't one no. of the Tavares a right back? One is a left back, one is a midfielder. Oh, I thought one was a left back and the other one was a... So I'll, I'll take that back. But to stay away from that, let's just be clear. Tiago Dantas is the, the yeah. guy we've all heard about for years now. Um, obviously, there was rumors he was going to leave to Manchester City in January, I believe, right? He even got as far as getting on a plane and posting the whole video and, and pictures on Instagram, and everybody thought it was a done deal. He was gone. He came back. Luckily, he came back, and uh, the guy's been absolutely phenomenal. He's, he's, a, he's a little guy. The guy's a magician with the ball at his feet. Um, I hear from people that know him. Other guys, you know, the kid's got eyes in the back of his head. So that's the kid that I think uh, myself and 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 a lot of Benficistas are most excited about because if he is really that special, you know, you can see that guy manning our midfield for years to come. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think Dentist is definitely one of the most exciting uh, players uh, to come out of uh, of Seychelles. Uh, so far, the one with the most potential and uh, that people are really looking with great anticipation. Uh, but he, he, at 18, uh, he does think the game uh, very fast for, for a player of his age. Uh, he's a little uh, perhaps on on uh, on a frail smallish. side, smallish. Petite. Uh, but he's a guy that, from what I understand and from what I've been told, he's a guy that's always been used to playing uh, with older guys, and as a result, and as playing with older guys that are going to be faster, they're going to be more physical. He has developed uh, this uh, almost sixth sense uh, to know exactly what to do with the ball uh, a couple seconds before he even gets the ball. So he's a guy that gets rid of the ball quick, and it's always in construction, and it's always a positive. I also uh, found this out that he's actually a chess champ. Did you know that, Christian? No. As a young kid, used to be a lot of uh, used to beat a lot of older players in chess. I don't know if you knew that, but that goes along with this the way he thinks football. Also, the he's always thinking a move yeah. a move ahead. Absolutely. So yeah, so he's he's extremely smart, and that's what I've been uh, told about uh, Dante. I don't know if there's a spot in this roster, uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Look, he's going to have an opportunity to to show Lodge and, and everyone involved that we make decisions at the at the end of the training camp. He'll be involved with their preseason. So very excited for him. He's a tremendous prospect. Not sure about being the best prospect come out of Seychelles lately. I mean, you have a kid in Jota who I believe will play a bigger part um, in Benfica's uh, plans greedy. going forward. If he, I, I think he's going to have to adapt. He's going to have to learn that side of the game because I don't think Lodge will play him if he's not. Well, in terms of money go. also. There was some rumors that yeah, he wanted well, you a mean, lot of okay. money. Yeah, he does, but it is what it is. It's, it, it, look, the kid's performed everywhere he's been. Um, player of the of the Euro with the Portugal in the 19. I mean, the, look, the kid could play. The kid is an absolute gem, um, and he's going to be a star at some point. Uh, to me, that's the kid as far as all you're talking about, all the kids coming up from Seychelles. He's, he's the kid that most, uh, uh, most you know, uh, interested in and most excited about, but I don't consider him a kid coming up for Seychelles this year because, as we all know, he got promoted last January. Right. So uh, after a week in training uh, this week, we will get to uh, see Benfica in action uh, on July 10th. Uh, they will be in action against Underlecht, Belgium's Underlecht, which is uh, the game that we have seen so many years, the introduction to fans. Uh, and it seems that Benfica has kind of gone away from that game. Either it's that game or the Eusebio Cup that's not being played. But finally... Uh, a game that's uh, being named as the introduction to uh, to fans, which happens this July 10th. That's not the game that Dave's still waiting for in uh, Hamilton. Yeah, the Azeri. No, it was my bad. And by the way, Anderlex coached by who? Vincent Company. I did not know that. Manchester City. I did not know that. Um, after playing uh, Anderlecht on, on July 10th, which is two days as we record this, is it's on... Uh, Wednesday, uh, Benfica will travel to Coimbra to play uh, Academica, and that's on the 13th. Coached by? Coached by Cesar uh, Peixoto. Very good. Uh, I got one out of two. This, uh, oh, you're getting better. Then uh, Benfica will travel to... Coached uh, by? 
the oh, United States. Yeah, my bad. I, I got it. <laughs> Mifiku will travel to the United States to uh, take part in the ICC competition, which is uh, will be their second year in a row in which they're part of this uh, premier uh, preseason tournament. I mean, this is the tournament to be at, and Cristiano has, also, uh, has always mentioned, uh, if Benfica is the club of the stature that they want to be, uh, this these are the type of tournaments that they want to be at. So uh, they will play Shivas in Santa Clara in California uh, on the 20th. Then on the 24th, uh, they will be in the east coast of the U.S. at Red Bull Arena against Fiorentina, a game that Cristiano and I will be at. And then on July 28th, four days later, they will play AC Milan in Foxborough in uh, Massachusetts, which Cristiano and I will also uh, be at. And then uh, after that, they come to Portugal and uh, the Super Cup uh, takes place on August 4th. So July 28th is the game against AC Milan. And then August 4th, the Super Cup against Sporting at Stadio do Algarve. How you feeling? How you feeling? Are you excited that Benfica is, is coming to uh, the States again, Cristiano? Absolutely. Anytime we get to see our Benfica up close and personal, man, it's just a thrill. Uh, whether it's preseason, whether it's, you know, a final, it is what it is. You have, you know, a lot of these fans across the United States and, and Canada to some extent um, don't have the luxury or for, for one reason or another, they can't make it out to Portugal. So they have an opportunity to see their club um play up close in person so it's always thrilling a lot of little kids uh maybe get to you know to see benfica for the first time in person as well it's it's a great way for parents to introduce their kids to the benficistas and uh i think it's a great platform for benfica to show everyone um who they are and to expand their brand dave you you traveling to the u.s to watch any of these games uh i'm still looking at it flights are a bit expensive to come to the states but uh yeah, no. Ask his girl first. His girl. Yeah, my, my car is not reliable to cross the border right not now. Reliable. But oh, no. Van, pack a, a group of guys. Uh, it's almost uh, just as expensive to uh, fly. So still uh, trying to make it uh, work out. But uh, Dave, yeah. If you start walking now, you might make it in time, bro. What's it? Hitchhike. But your uh, president wants to build a wall. So I don't know how I'm getting over the border. Yeah, if you walk across the border, you definitely it's not looking well, man. It's not looking well. Um, what else? Uh, also, um, what do we got? The the league uh, had their drawing uh, this past Friday, and before we get into another topic, I, I just want to briefly touch up on that. Uh, so what we uh, found out was that Benfica will open at home against uh, newly promoted Pas Freire. In the third round, they will play Porto at the Luge. Uh, and, and at this time, while Porto is still uh, pre-qualifying for the Champions League, so it might be uh, uh, kind of a, a, a touchy moment for Porto if, or a very busy time for Porto. Nonetheless, teams that start this early, and we saw Benfica start early because of the Champions League qualifying last year, uh, they were they seemed a level above uh, Benfica, uh, Sporting and Porto as they got their... Um, their championship or their league started in the fourth round. So after Porto Benfica, we'll, uh, we'll go to Braga to play uh, uh, Braga. And then on the last round of the, of the league, both uh, obviously in the first, uh, first round and the uh, second round, uh, Benfica will uh, play at uh, Alvalade in the, in the Primera Volta and the Segunda Volta will finish the championship uh, at Stade Luz against uh, Sporting. In the second half, at Porto, home to Braga and home to Sporting. So uh, not too bad. I mean, uh, out of all the years, it's the first time that I haven't heard uh, 
many complaints about uh, how the schedule has uh, turned out for Befiga. Look, if you want to be a uh, champion again, you got to have to play uh, all teams at one point or another. So it doesn't really matter how uh, how it lines up. Um, it's it's uh, it's going to be uh, a tricky to play Porto this early in the season and then Sporting in the last round of each of the Voltage. So, Cristiano, anything Actually, in last game of the season, if I'm not mistaken, it's Benfica against Sporting and That's Porto right. against Braga. Oh, yeah. So you'll have that. most yeah. likely the top four teams in the standings facing off against each other that final weekend of the season, which hopefully by then things will be decided and Benfica will be uh, you know, at the top of the table. Yeah, hopefully we won't need that game mm-hmm. and we could uh, we could celebrate that so lose against Sporting. That would be great. That would be great. That would be phenomenal. You think they'll do that? What do you call it? When, when Like they do Just in Spain? Cabezas pintadas? No, they do where, where they, they the line guards, up. The, the guard. The guard. You think they'll do that? Why not? think Sporting will do that for Benfica? Brun Carvalho Sporting wouldn't. Varandas Sporting will. I think I think our uh, computer, our podcast just caught a virus when you said that name. <laughs> you got to clean it out. It's so much fun. It's the gift that keeps on giving. He got voted man. out by the fans, bro. They don't want him. Yeah, but he's still around, and he's going to be around. And, and you know, He should take over so like fun. he should take over like a little Lisbon club. It's, I'm just a, you know what I'm most. <laughs> well, he already took over a little Lisbon club prior, but you know a new one. But you know what I'm most upset about is that Rui Vitória is actually a better drummer than Bruno Carvalho. I was hoping oh, Bruno Carvalho. Is the man. <laughs> <laughs> Bombo City. Uh, anyway, um, another topic, and and this just uh, resurfaced today. Uh, Benfica had the the general assembly. During that general assembly, they give some time to the sausage to 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 speak. Uh, they have two minutes to speak, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so apparently, some of the guys that went up, uh, I don't know if they ran out of time or not, but a total of 18 guys that went up were asked to come to the Seychelles to meet. Uh, with uh, with the club's director. So Luis Felipe Vieira was there, Rui Costa was there, Tiago Pinto was there, a couple other uh, big uh, wigs were there, and a couple things. Uh, so they were they were given the freedom to ask questions, and I'll just read through some some of the things that uh, that came out. Um, the naming the naming of the sta- the stadium is definitely underway. There's also going to be some improvements to the stadium, which includes installing LED lights, which are more environmentally uh, friendly and and better. Uh, JJ will not coach Benfica again. This was said by uh, by Luis Fifiera. Mourinho. I'm not paying my quota just because of that. <laughs> Mourinho was actually the first choice, which we already had spoken about here during uh, during last season. Uh, Zé Gomes, there was an offer for Zé Gomes, uh, what, uh, 2016? 2016, there was an offer for Zé Gomes for $15 million from Barcelona, and Benfica denied it. Uh, and we all know where Zé Gomes is now and what he's been up to. Uh, Benfica uh, Radio is uh, well uh, on the way. It will not be called Benfica FM, so our friends over at Benfica FM can relax. Um, also, uh, the uh, Raul de Tomás uh, deal was high due to the, the, the Garay uh, transfer. If you recall, a few uh, years back, uh, Benfica uh, transferred Garay and, and Real Madrid had, had 50% of, of Garay. And Garay ended up, where Garay? He went to Zenit, right? Zenit, 4.6 million. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so Real Madrid felt hard done by, by that deal. So the relationship between Madrid and, and Benfica hasn't been the best. And uh, and Luis Liviera said this is why they paid this much for uh, Raúl de Tomás. So that was uh, some of the the high points to uh, to come out of this uh, this meeting. Uh, apparently, this was supposed supposed to be something that was um, not secretive, but uh, you know there there's there were some 
there was a trust factor, meaning we're opening up our doors to you to ask whatever questions you want. Uh, but now it seems that all the content of the conversation of the meeting has spilled to the media. What was it 12, 12 guests, 12 sauces? 18. 18 sauces. You have one chance. One chance, and you blew it. Don't mess it up. You blew it. Now you messed it up for other guys in the future because of your big mouth. I mean, I hope it was worth it to you guys. I mean, to me as a Benfiquista, I'm very... And I, look, I'm, it's disappointing. Uh, it, it is. I'm very disappointed that 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 this leaked out to to everyone. If this was especially in, record, if this, out of all I don't, places, I don't care to who it was. I think if this was in house, if this was in good faith, you know, an opportunity to to open the doors for for us us use to 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 speak about the things that you know many of us have concerns about. Um, you blew it. And now if they turn around and say, look, we try, we give an opportunity, we try to yeah. open the doors. And now there's people that say this was strategic by Benfica because they knew it was going to leak. What at the end of the day, I don't care. I think that you blew it uh for for many people going forward. Hopefully Benfica, you know, looks past this and 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 has these types of yeah. di open dialogues with fans and, and sources going forward. I, I would not be surprised if they if they don't anymore. Yeah. Uh, but for those of you that that were privileged enough to have that invite and go to to say shawl and 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 go through you know go to places that many people around the world wish they had an opportunity to just visit, let alone sit there and speak to to to, to members of uh, of the club and you know big decision makers and you 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 freaking blew it. Um, disappointed in you guys. Yeah, and and something that we had been saying over here, how, how closed off Benfica has been, uh, and now that there's an opportunity. Uh, you know, the opportunity is pretty much I, I don't think Luis Felipe was uh, very happy when he saw record and in record. There was a lot of uh, a lot of content from the, the conversation that was put out. Certainly uh, not happy in, in information that Pifika didn't didn't really want to uh, divulge. It's a bad job. It, yeah. So uh, was it these these guys? Was it uh, were they the ones that leaked out about the uh, possible emblem changes uh, as well? Was yeah. that from the same article? So that was another point uh, that uh, Luis Fufiera said that there there will be changes to the emblem. Uh, as you recall, well, he didn't say. Uh, from what I heard, there's two they, versions. They're going to look at. into whether they possibly tweak the emblem or not it's it's they're having conversations about it. i don't think a decision's been made either way or, or the other but that they're thinking about it and they're possibly going to do something or they might just leave it alone i think right yeah. now it's just a conversation and there, there's a there's an underground movement that's come out and especially on social media that uh the club's emblem uh has changed and when it changed so the eagle's supposed to be holding up uh the little i don't know what that is a little mantle that the says the, the banner that the banner. says uh, so the eagle is now sitting on top of the bicycle uh, on the bicycle uh, wheel. bicycle wheel the claws he's grabbing yeah. the bicycle as and opposed was, to the banner yeah it was supposed to so that there's laws within the club that state that the the emblem can't be altered and one of the things was that so people are with anticipation now they're saying, okay, what are they going to change it to? Is it going to go back to? Uh, is it going to go back to the origins and stay with the laws of and the mandates of the club, or are we going to see something similar to Juventus? Uh, look, uh, I'll have to see it first. <laughs> Whomever, if, if they do decide to go ahead and change, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but I would like to see what it what it would look like first, and then. I'd obviously, I just don't want to be one of those people that no, no way. I mean, it might be something for the better. We never know. I mean, look, change um, at some point or another, change does happen. And if it's for the better, I'm all good for it. But I would like to, to see it first before I actually give you my uh, 
my honest opinion. What do you think? You think you think you're cool with it right now, or you'd be okay with them changing it? I think it? I think that there's certain elements that of the symbol or the emblem that need to be uh, that need to be kept. Uh, I know that you've. You've often spoken about the the bicycle wheel. Why do you got a bicycle? Because they, don't, they even, don't even have cycling. They don't even have cycling. But I, I think that you need to uh, to remain true to uh, to what the symbol is, to what the statue, the statues of the law say within the club. Uh, I I would hate to, uh, to see something like uh, what no, Juventus went through. I mean, look at the end of the day, right? We were at first, we're all against naming, selling the name, you know, the, the, the rights to, to study the lose and Amy rights. And, the, bro, it is it's it's the world evolves. People change. Things change. And if it's for the better, I'm all for it. Um, I would like to see it, as I mentioned before. But I mean, I'm not against it uh, as long as it's something that represents the club and symbolizes the club. Well, I, I think that these logos here are, are a little bit outdated, maybe has to be tweaked a little bit if there's anything. Um, you know, that they could add or I don't know, but I was just like, give me an idea. I want to see what I'm looking at first. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's all we we have for this season. Uh in this season. <laughs> that's all we have uh for this uh podcast, uh this first podcast of the season. Dave, you wanted to add anything, man? No, uh, I think it's gonna be a good preseason here. We get we could to kind of relax, uh, unlike uh, last season where we had uh, those Champions League uh, qualifiers to worry about. But uh, we have some good uh, tests in the opponents with the ICC. So uh, it'll be good uh, preparation for that uh, Super Tasa match on August the 4th against Portland. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll have uh, what uh, we'll talk about what our expectations are as far as the season goes, as the preseason goes on, and we start seeing. Uh, what some, especially the new guys, can bring, and especially with Blaj now having this much time with the team, what he's going to be able to bring uh, to the table. Um, I'm excited about the season. I'm excited to have Blaj from the first uh, from the first minute of preseason going through the season, and uh, I'll, I'll hold my opinion uh, until we see some more of these players um, play on the field. But I think that. Uh, this should be a good, a very good year for uh, for Benfica. So we'll just have to see. We will be back uh, next week. Uh, well, next week, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with the second episode of, of this new uh, this new season. Uh, my name is Alfredo Fumasas, and uh, Cristiano Oliveira and David Oliveira have been here with me uh, at Ten Co Ten is where you can find uh, Cristiano on Twitter. Dave is eighty seven do eighty seven right. And That's correct. podcast, Thank you very much for uh, listening. And uh, here we go. Hold on tight. Season's about to start. And so are we. Take care, everyone. Later. <laughs>